Welcome to NH Young Adults. My name is Abby, and I know I'm biased when I say this, but I truly believe that you picked a great night to come and join us. And the reason why is because on this night, we are concluding this four-part series that we've been in. But you know, this night actually reminds me of the very beginning of this year. See, at the very start of 2023, I got away and I wrote all these messages. I crafted all the plans. I was excited, y'all. And then I felt like all of those had to come to a pause because God was whispering one word among my heart and it was the word forgiveness. And little did I know just how much we'd need, just how much I would need a series like the one that we've been in tonight. And hear me, as I've watched you guys lean in and I've heard your stories, I truly believe that this is a series the messages and the worship, every part of it is gonna be something that we carry with us. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now, speaking of carrying things with us, have you ever noticed just how many things we can carry with us in our day-to-day -day lives? Have you noticed this? Some things that we carry with us are seen, while other things that we carry with us can be unseen. And you know, if I had a suitcase, kind of perfectly placed, if you will, if I had a suitcase and said, you know what? This suitcase can give us a peek inside those things that we carry with us that are unseen. I wonder what we might find in it. See, I believe that we might find a picture of the family we grew up with, the ones that love us most and developed us into the person we are today. I believe this is something we carry with us, and though people can't see it, it's something that's hidden within our hearts. Another thing that we might carry with us is we might carry along with us a symbol of our faith. The moment we discovered who Jesus was and how his resurrection and life began to define our lives and change them forever. Another thing that I think that we might find is maybe a representation of all the places that we've been. Those experiences that have shaped us. But do you guys know what else I believe that we might find? I believe that one thing that we carry with us, I bet you don't know what it is, that a lot of people can't see are the chains. Chains that we've collected in the most vulnerable, broken moments of our lives. I believe that this is something that we can carry with us, even though it's unseen. And you know, in the gospel of Mark chapter five, we actually see that Jesus encountered a man who was carrying these chains, but they were chains that were actually visible. And this is a scripture that I want us to be in tonight. So would you go ahead, if you're able to stand up with me and together, if you're ready for the word of God, let me hear you say, I'm ready. Are you ready? God's word says this. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. For this man lived among the tombs and no one could bind him, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart. No one was strong enough to subdue him. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him and he shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me? Jesus, the son of the most high God. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And then he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out into the area. 
Well, a large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. So the demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs and allow us to go into them. So Jesus gave them permission and the impure spirits came and went out into the pigs. That herd, about 2,000 in number, then rushed down the steep bank into the lake where they were drowned. Those tending the pigs then ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside and the people went out to see what had happened. But when they came and saw Jesus, they saw this man who was once possessed by the legion of demons just sitting there dressed and in his right mind. And so the people were afraid. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to go ahead and leave their region. And Jesus was getting into the boat. The man who had been possessed by the demons begged to go with them. But Jesus didn't let him. Instead, he said, no, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy upon you. So the men went away and they began to tell how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. Go ahead and read that last sentence with me. Ready, go. And all the people were amazed. You can go ahead and be seated. See here in Mark chapter five, we see this man who is carrying with him chains due to wrestling with his demons. Hello. He's carrying with him these chains. And while we see later on the text that Jesus would come and heal the man of the demons inside of him, the miracle is not what I wanna focus on tonight. No, I actually wanna focus on what happened at the beginning. Because if you noticed in the text, it said that often the man would be tied up to these chains. See, if you look inside a biblical film or illustration, we often recognize a demon-possessed man due to the clasp of chains that are around his wrist. Because over and over and over again, the text said that they would chain this man up just for him to break off the chains and be chained up again and again and again. And I wonder if there's any part of you that can relate to this feeling of getting chained up again and again and again. See, maybe for you, it doesn't happen literally, but have you ever had this moment when you felt like things were finally starting to get where they should be going? just for it to feel like the rug's been pulled out underneath you all over again? Or have you ever felt like you were finally healing, but then you saw that thing that triggered a whole bunch of other things and you can't understand why your past hurt still hurt. And that's leaving you with this feeling that you're just being chained up again and again and again. To show you what I mean tonight, let me go ahead and call up my friend Cyrus. Cyrus, will you come help me? Cyrus, you're a popular guy. Cyrus serves here, if you can't tell. Everybody say, hey, Cyrus. But let's say Cyrus and I had a relationship where Cyrus hurt me deeply. In that relationship, we would then produce some chains of unforgiveness. And see, these chains come up in those moments when you're driving down the side of the road and you see that place where you two used to go and you think to yourself, yeah, I've forgiven them. But then one look at that place makes you think again and again and again about all the hurt that's happened to you. And you find yourself driving down the road completely consumed by the past. These past chains come up in those moments when you have one of those imaginary conversations in your head. You know, the ones where like, you always seem to win. Even though you're talking to the person who hurts you, you're the one who always seems to win. These past chains, they, they can come up in those moments when you're actually living in the midst of your answered prayer. 
But then that trigger, that past pain, decides to pry its ugly head back into your story to try to corrupt the good thing that you're going through. And you can be in this moment where you can say, hey, Cyrus, I forgive you. But then you find yourself just trying to move on, just trying to go to the next thing in life to realize that you're still tied to some chains of unforgiveness. And although they may have been the one who hurts you, we're the ones who choose to keep them connected. And you may be saying, well, well, I don't wanna keep them connected. I wanna let go of these chains. I even said, I forgive you. I said that I forgive you because I wanted to be done with this situation. I said, I forgive you because it was the right thing to do. I said, I forgive you because some girl on Tuesday night told me to. <laughs> but have you considered that maybe, just maybe, the reason why you haven't fully yet tapped into forgiveness is because you have yet to forgive the labels that you've placed upon them. See, if Cyrus and I had this relationship where Cyrus hurt me, I no longer see Cyrus for who he is. But instead, all I see in Cyrus is these labels that I've chose to place on his life. Maybe for you, someone left you. They deserted you at absolutely the wrong time. And so you've placed upon them this label of being someone who abandons. Maybe for you, someone spoke some really terrible things to you. And so you've placed this label upon them of being careless. Or maybe, maybe you feel like somebody stole something from you. Whether it was your peace or that dream of the future that you had. And so you've labeled them as a thief. See, if you notice in the text, it said that when Jesus asked the man his name, we don't even learn the demon-possessed man's name. All we know him by is the label that his problems have put upon him. For when Jesus asked him, what is your name? He replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. Y'all, Legion is not this man's name. Legion means many. Jesus asked him, what is your name? Not the we. But don't miss it. This man has let his demons define him so much so that they're now answering for him. The labels that have been on his life are now answering for him. And it gives me the chance to say this. If you miss anything I say tonight, don't let it be this. The more our pain consumes us, the more it will control us. The more our pain consumes us, the more it will control us. While you're writing that down, would you go ahead and give Cyrus a big round of the hand? So if you guys have been on with this journey of forgiveness with us, you might recall that that quote I just put up, do you remember it? It, it went down, so let's practice. The more our pain consumes us, the more it will control us. Austin, awesome. you can go ahead and put it back up. The, the people did good. But if you notice, that quote was by Lisa Turkis, and if you've been in this series, you know I've probably quoted this lady about like five times. And the reason why is because she has this great book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget. So I just recommend if you want to be on this journey of forgiveness and you want to do a deeper work or you're joining us for the first time, check out her book. It really inspired this series. But the more our pain consumes us, the more it will control us. It makes me wonder, have you ever noticed how much anxiety-inducing stress it takes to hold on to something? See, it's been quoted that unforgiveness, it's like drinking poison yourself, and yet you're waiting for the other person to die. 
Unforgiveness leaves us feeling held hostage. Trapping ourselves in the thing that happened with a version of selves that we don't wanna be anymore. And you know, I guess it's why in Mark chapter five, we see that the man said, what do you wanna do with me, Jesus? Do you hear the man's cry? He's standing there saying, what do you wanna do with me, Jesus? Hear the agony in his voice? Breaks my heart. And I wonder if you've ever had a cry like that. I wonder if you've ever been in this situation where you've been disappointed and you're thinking, God, what do you wanna do now? Because I'm questioning if you were even there when the disappointment happened to me. Or maybe you have some unforgiveness, not with another, but with yourself. And you're standing there asking the question, Jesus, what do you really wanna do with me? After all I did, how could you still wanna love me? But as we've already said in this series, no matter what has happened to you, we can't change it, but we can choose how the experience will impact us. Forgiveness does not justify the wrongs that's happened to us, not even close. But I put it in my notes like this, forgiveness can be placed and not based in order to embrace your freedom. Forgiveness can be placed and not based in order for you to embrace your freedom. We can feel it, we can face it, and then we can make the choice to forgive it. Because you can rest in this one fact. Our God wants absolutely everything to do with you. And I can assure you that when that disappointment happened to you, the good, good shepherd wept with you too. Just like it tells us in Psalms 56, 8, he held every tear that you've cried. And it's Jesus alone who can take our pain and turn it into peace. Come on, somebody. He can take our heartache and turn it into hope. That's the God that we serve. He's a chain-breaking God. Forgiveness is a bridge that we take in order to go from hurt to healing. And look at Jesus. It's literally the gospel to forgive. And just like we see in Mark chapter five, when this man was healed and he went out into the society, they looked upon him with contempt because all they saw was his past. It's why the man ran up to Jesus and said, Jesus, I'm healed now, so let me go follow you. But did you catch what Jesus replied to the man? He said, no, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you, how he has had mercy upon you. See, there's more to your story than for you to clench the chains of unforgiveness. There's more to you than that past mistake. Because even if you've defined yourself by your worst mistake, God has not. Do not let your story be corrupted with the chains of unforgiveness. Bring those labels that you've placed upon yourself or other people and allow Jesus to give you full healing and then like the man, go and tell your story differently, because it's important. So that's why tonight, tonight I actually wanna challenge us in doing an exercise together. When you walked in, you all received an index card. Go ahead and wave it in the air like you do care, because it's important, I'm about to tell you why. So, and if you didn't get one, don't worry, we'll help you out in just a minute. But I asked John to come up and Pastor John, he's gonna play underneath us and we simply just wanna give you space to be alone and talk to God. I wanna give you space to define those labels of unforgiveness you've been carrying for far too long. 
When Cyrus was up here, I gave you some examples that maybe someone has left you. And so you've placed upon them the label of being someone who abandons. Maybe there are some things in your life that you truly just haven't forgiven yourself for. I want you to get detailed on this card with the things that you wanna let go of. The words that were spoken to you, the events that happened to you, the things that you might have engaged into. I want you to get detailed with these things so that you can let go and forgive. And no one is gonna read these out loud. No one's even gonna keep them after you write on them. So make the choice to be as honest as you wanna be. In these next moments, take time to write on this card. And then when you're ready, up here at the altar, we have some baskets for you to place those things in. But in order to heal, we need to allow ourselves to feel. And in order to feel, we have to get detail and real with God about the things that happened to us. So go ahead and take some time. Examine your heart. When you're ready, drop the card in here, and then I'll come up and our close our message for us today.
up yours, go ahead and take a moment to drop it in. But did you know that there are approximately 62 passages in the Bible that mention the word forgive? And 27 with the word forgiveness. In fact, if you look in the New King James Version, forgiveness is mentioned in passages of Scripture over 95 times. See, this tells us that forgiveness is exceedingly important to the heart of our God. What you did tonight, by getting detailed with those labels, by getting detailed about those past hurts, those are the things that lead to breakthrough and not a breakdown. What I want us to remember about forgiveness, if there's one thing that I want us to take away, it's that forgiveness is not a one-time situation. It's not a one-and-done type thing, but rather it's a continual invitation. Forgiveness is the process that we walk into. And we are called to walk into this process on daily. In part one of this message, we talked about how in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus teaches us a model on how we are should to pray. And since you guys have done so well tonight, why don't you go ahead and read this with me? It's going to be from Matthew chapter 6. It will be on your screens. Ready? go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. See, Jesus himself, he told us the importance of forgiveness by telling us that we are called to I love how Pastor Louis Giglio, he interprets verse 12, the one that talks about forgiveness like this. He says, forgive us of the wrongs we have done, God, as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Forgiveness is something we should release to others. It's not a one and done type situation, but rather it's a continual invitation. So tonight, Tonight, before we close, I actually want to tell you about an invitation that I was a part of. See, there was this one time when I was hurt so deeply. I actually find it fascinating that it was right before the start of this series. It made me realize that God really wanted to do some work in me. There were some words that were spoken to me. And these words really tried to come out the root of my identity, of who I was as a child of God. And I remember rehearsing those words that were spoken to me in my head, but the things that hurt worse than the words was the way I was so captivated by playing the situation over and over and over again in my head. Although it was a version of myself that I didn't want to be in, and it was a situation that I no longer wanted to remain in, I just started to rehearse these things again and again and again. Until one day, somebody came and told me a challenge that I should do. And they asked me, they said, what would it look like for you to get some index cards and on every single index card write down the hurt that happened to you through the hands of this other person? And I looked at them and I said, well, you're going to have to give me like a whole lot more sticky notes because I got a lot to say. So I got card by card and I started to write down these things. I wrote down the words. I wrote down the experience. I wrote down them all just as you did tonight. In fact, I know you're probably wondering where those cards went. So guys, can you come ahead and bring that out for me? We're gonna live by faith that they're coming. Why don't you go ahead? 
props on Tuesday night. And the team says, I'll be there. And they do things like this. But in this hurt, I, I got all these index cards and I wrote down every single hurt, just like you guys wrote down tonight. As I look at all of these things that are represented on here, these hurts, these experiences, these disappointments, I'm so glad God's going to redeem it into an appointment here tonight. But I wrote down these things and challenged me even more than writing down the past hurts. She said, what I want you to do is I want you to lay out all of these hurts down on the floor. And I want you to card by card, read every single hurt that happened to you. And after you read one, I want you to then say, and I forgive you. And she said, then I want you to grab a red paintbrush. And after you say the words, I forgive you, I want you to paint a red cross over it over those hurtful words. And I want you to say, I choose to forgive you. And what feelings don't yet allow, the blood of Jesus will cover. And so card one, I looked and I read all of those words that were spoken to me about my identity. And I said, right now I'm choosing to forgive you. And what feelings don't yet allow, I'm gonna cover you with the bloodstained cross, knowing that the blood of Jesus will cover it. I went to card two. I said, I forgive you from stealing that dream away from me. And what feelings don't yet allow, the blood of Jesus will cover. And here tonight, as I stand and look at your past hurts, together I wonder if we can say the same things. I want you to think about whatever you wrote down on this card.
God, we praise you that you are more than able. And we pray in the name of Jesus that you would help us to remember that there is power in breaking chains of unforgiveness. And you say that no longer has to be our story. So God, we worship you tonight. We pray that you and you alone are exhausted. And God, as we release and hear chains falling, we pray that we live with open hands, palm towards heaven, ready to declare all who you are. Father, we love you and we trust you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we all say.